Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse Eight. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse Eight and Kate will break it down for you now. Guess what, Kate? What? We have big news. Yeah. Big, big news. I like big news. Okay, good, because this is the biggest. Uh huh. It's the newsiest. Yeah. Big news time. Okay. So we're we're uh, our podcast yes. that you and I make uh-huh. and we've been made for a while uh-huh. is being picked up. Yes. Being picked up by a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, library journal. So we're like legit now. We're gonna be legit, baby. Too legit to quit. Num. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what. Yes. The kids sing these days, right? Yeah. Well, That's, yeah. Yeah. Sure. And uh, yeah, we don't know really know what that entails entirely. We don't know all that but pretty much i think this will not change for anyone already listening they will i think the only thing that changed was the very end of the credits yes which we've already changed yeah. so and it'll be a little shorter well we're gonna i'm gonna try and edit this to 30 minutes of fun 30 sweet minutes of fun yeah that's correct so yes. we, we can't jab around about the weather or the color of my dog's eyes how, how or... dare you accuse me of <laughs> of saying such things when in fact, that is exactly what I would do. Yeah. Yes, that, that is true. That is actually true. <laughs> so let's get to the point, Betsy. All right, well, the point is this is a podcast, Kate. Yes. Where we talk about picture books. Yes. And whether they should be classics or not. Uh-huh, what else? And um, that's it. That's it? That's really it. Oh. That's kind of all we do. And whether they're classics or not. Right. Or we rate them. Oh, we rate them. We yeah. do rate them. That is part of the deal. Yeah. Uh, to like... We have still have yet to do like a number 10, like a 10 out of 10, classic, class, classic of all classics. This week's book is, is probably, I don't know what about this week's book is. I honestly do not know how this week's book is going to fly. Um, so first of all, I should say that the author of this book has a new book out uh, coming out next month. Um, and yet the author is dead. So that's interesting. Wow. Yes. Uh, but the Written book, Beyond the Grave. Beyond the Grave. So the book is coming out is going to be called Roar Like a Dandelion uh, and illustrated by Sergio Rosier. And I like that book. I read it, I liked it, enjoyed it. But it could not help but think it was very similar to today's book, the book that we are going to do. A book that has seen a real rise and fall and maybe rise again in popularity over the years. And so what I want to determine today is whether or not today's book deserves to be raised up yet again and remembered or allowed to molder in the dustbin of history. Molder. Molder. So I'm going to pull it out now. Like Scully and Molder? Like not like that at all. Okay. <laughs> and I'm pulling it out. Bada, 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 boom! It's tiny. A it's, hole is too big. It is so tiny. Who is it by? Ruth Cross. Kraus. Kraus. And who is it illustrated by? Oh, Maurice Sendak. Maurice Sendak! That guy! He that feller. Tiny little drawings for he a tiny a, little book. He did petite little pen and inks for a petite little book. We Dude, haven't done this a book. is pretty thick. It's a little thick, uh, but I think you'll find that there is not a ton of text. Uh, but we haven't really done anything that small since Peter Rabbit, so. A hole is to dig as a 
crayon is to... How did you do on those ACTs? Or SATs? Those awful. SATs were not good? Not, okay, yeah. It was not my strong suit. Okay, so this should be super fun. <laughs> Yay! Okay. Okay, go do that thing. While Kate does her read, let's uh, talk a little bit of background on this book. We haven't talked much about Ruth Krauss. I'll just give you the, the skinny on her. Uh, it would be helpful if I had the book Crockett Johnson and Ruth Krauss, How an Unlikely Couple Found Love, Dodged the FBI, and Transformed Children's Literature, a book by Phil Nell. Sort of the quintessential Ruth Krauss slash Crockett Johnson book. Crockett Johnson, of course, the author of Harold and His Purple Cran, who was married to Ruth Krauss. Now, Ruth Krauss uh, wrote many a fine picture book in her day, she was the mentor of Maurice Sendak. Uh, somebody that people ought to know had a great bunch of ties to the Bank Street College of Education, had very uh, interesting ideas about childhood in general. If you would like to know more, I recommend that you seek out this book by Phil Nell called Crockett Johnson and Ruth Krauss. How unlikely couple found love, dodged the FBI, and transformed children's literature. And we're back. Yes. We are. Yeah. We can discuss a quick... I didn't say the year. This is a 1952 book. Uh-huh. Yes. How's that book uh, aging on you there? See, Buzz, you give me books that don't have plots. Yeah, I do sometimes. And I don't like that. How many have I given you with no plot? Um, there was Hop on Pop. Nah. Yeah, Hop on Pop has no plot. That is absolutely It's like true. easy reader books don't have Yeah, but that's plots. not an easy reader book. I mean, that's kind of Yeah, which confuses book. me because yeah. it... it it reads like one because yeah. there's no plot. There's also no periods. There are no periods in the book? No. So I didn't know like when... So it's just one big run-on sentence that is... Well, like the very first page is mashed potatoes are to give everybody enough. And I was like, enough what? <laughs> to, so I like, I flipped a page and then it says a face is so you can make faces. So I was but like, no oh, period. I guess that's Maybe it's whole... a political statement. Mashed potatoes are to give everybody enough. Yeah, that bothers me. Oh yeah, yeah, no. that would drive. I didn't actually read this book just now, so seriously, that would, that, I read it. I've read it. I have read it. It was a while ago. And this is not like that Mickey Kitchen book. Oh no! In the Night Kitchen, that yeah. had a plot. And punctuation. Well, the the illustrations, I mean, these... Oh, he could change it up if he wanted to. He had a bunch of different styles. Yeah. That yeah. Maurice Sendak, that. Yeah, I, I would not have said that this was illustrated by him because this is nothing like that kitchen one. Not a bit. No. Everyone has clothes on. Well, except for that kid by the water. He only has... A diaper or some or such. Or shorts. Shorts. Short yeah. shorts. Then, you know, the next page it says, you know, the, a hole is... To dig, mm. which is the name of this book. The name right? of the book, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's I, like when you're in a, watching a musical and they sing the titular song. I, I don't know if I agree with this. You don't believe a hole is to dig? No. What do you think a hole is? Uh, maybe a hole has been dug. No, I think a, and a hole, the point, right? But a the, hole isn't to dig. You dig a hole, right? But holes aren't there. But the purpose so that you, of the hole is, is not so that they can is be so dug that you more. can make it by digging. I think they're saying. No, 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 the hole is already there, so holes aren't there to be your, dug your more. Your point being that there is, if if you are already talking about a hole, then it the hole exists. This is like Schroeder's cat. The hole both is and is not there when the digging takes place. Right. Right. Okay. As long as we're clear. Yeah. 
So this is this is complex physics. And then there's this page, mud is to jump in and slide in and yell doodly doodly do. And you have a kid here that's literally up to his neck Whoa. in mud. And I'm like, how deep? I think that's quicksand. I think it's certain, or a bog. I mean, At some point we went or from it's a very mud deep to bog. Hole. Or a very, which was, as we have learned, to dig. Uh, no, holes yeah. aren't to dig. The I hole has already been dug. So, sure that's the title so of the it's book. not there to be dug more. I don't know. To get at that hole, I think somebody dug more. And then throughout the book, there's random things mentioning holes. Like, there'll be a castle is for this, and a dream is for that, and a hole is blah, blah, blah. It's like, why do you keep bringing up the hole? Is the, wait, is the hole like always to dig, or is it different things? No, 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 this hole is, a hole is to sit in. Okay. Well, to be fair, we just saw in the mud somebody doing just that, so. But it's, why keep bringing up the hole for no reason in between other things? Is it things? to be thematically consistent? Like, we always return to the whole. I don't think hole. there's really a theme here, do you? Well, it's such a mishmash of uh, random things. Well, that... maybe that was the, the, the faintest uh, effort at a, a, a theme that would tie them all together in some way. Though you would think then you would begin with the hole and you would end with the hole and then you'd have maybe one hole in the middle. But... I feel like they just ask kids, hey, what is, what is this for? What is this? For? Which may well be how she made the book. And then she could, because she did work with children at the Bank Street College of Education, um, and where they had many children, and she learned much about working with kids and talked to them. This could have been ripped from the mouths of actual children. I think it was. Yeah, it may well have been. Yeah, what is snow for? And a kid could say, a snow is to snow is to roll in. Great, mm. I'm writing that down. Yeah. Hey, what are uh, what are buttons? Gold, kid. Keep what, it coming. Keep what, it coming. What are, what are buttons for? Buttons are to keep people warm. Perfect. Writing right. it down. This oh is... my gosh. This is like, it's just, this is gold. It's like, yeah. like, high five, Jesus. This is amazing. <laughs> Bang. Yeah. But with the snow page, I like how there's a dog peeing in the snow. Oh, there you go. That's a bit of your old Sendak. That's, see, that's a hint. A hint of the Sendak to come. Is it? Yes, I think so. Okay. Then there's a, when you make your bed, you get a sc- uh, you get a star, and there's this little girl that says, "Grr." Why? <laughs> did she get a star, or did she not get a star? She, I guess she didn't get the star because the the other kid is got okay. the star and making the bed. But why did they add "grr"? <laughs> like that's... I don't know, but I kind of love it. That I enjoy. That's like it looks like a teeny tiny little cartoon at the bottom of the. It's so random. Page. It's random and and out of its. Time. And then you have a principle is to take out splinters. My principal never took out my splinters. I wouldn't want to have a principal get anywhere near me. Why if I is had a the splinter. principal doing it? Why isn't there like a Apparently school the principal nurse? has nothing better to do. It's the school nurse's day off. The principal is in the room because <laughs> they have to share an office because it's got big budget cuts. I mean, did so... did she ask a kid like, "Hey, what's a principal for?" And then principal and the kid goes, "A principal is to take out splinters." Maybe the kid had no idea what a principal was. It's just like any adult <laughs> above yeah, the age maybe. of twenty is yeah. there for a principal. It's it's very odd. I guess that's a weird one. And then you have uh, the Millions of Cats page. Oh, they do look like the Millions of Cats cats. Right? Wanda Goddard should have sued their pants especially off. Especially that one. That's, Whoa. That's totally a Millions of Cats That is so Millions of Cats. Wanda Gog. Oh my gosh. He must have been... Yeah, that's exactly what those cats look like. Yeah. What the heck, dude? Yeah. That's that was really weird. weird. Then there's this line that I literally took a good 60 seconds okay. to like think over and over in my head. All right. A tablespoon is to eat a table with. A tablespoon is to eat 
a table with. You're gonna. That's a deep one. You're gonna use the tablespoon mm -hmm. to eat well, the table. You, well, if it's a salad fork, you use the fork to eat the salad. If it's a shrimp fork, you use the fork to eat the shrimp. Therefore, if it's a tablespoon, you, you use, use the it to, eat to eat the table. table. That's just logic. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I definitely read that quite a few times and I was like, huh. Yeah. A tablespoon yeah. is to eat a table with. <laughs> yeah. Let me get you your cappuccino. Ah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And then and then that's like the end of the book. Uh, so, yeah, that's... It's you really... know, you might be onto something with the beatnik thing. I mean, talking, the beatniks came out in the 50s. This could be let, the, let me read the, uh, the, the city the, lights. The end of, of this time. book, then, like, beatnik. So, a package is to look inside. I feel like you should be doing background the music. The sun is so it can be a great day. A book is to look at. Okay, we have found how this book works. That worked. Wait, the way you did it, yeah, this is vastly improved like, by a beatnik it's like uh, reading when uh, when i so i married an axe murderer yeah, yeah, yeah that's well was, that is our natural yeah first right. thought with that yeah yep. i feel like you know when he does his beatnik poem yes. it's like this yeah well especially how you said the at yeah that is the best use of this book as far as i can tell it is however rooting it firmly in the 50s so it's ahead of its time is it though is it so i mean i let me let me wax a little philosophical on the book myself. I mean, I feel like this book has a lot to say about how we we approach childhood to a certain extent uh, over the years. So this comes out in the fifties, right? So it's a time when kids were on the one hand uh, hitting each other with sticks and shooting one another with BB guns, and then on the other hand they were wearing white gloves to church and getting hit by their parents and teachers all the time. Then the 60s comes Ex along. Except for the principal who takes out your splinters. Yeah, apparently he's, he's, he doesn't, you know, corporal punishment, what? Yeah. Or maybe he put the splinter in as a punishment. <laughs> who knows? And now he's just taking it out. That's science. So when the 60s come along, and I wish I had a, like a, a graph to chart the popularity of this book, I would feel like it might have done well in the 60s and 70s when it's like, children are free, you know, if they want to sit in a mud puddle up to their neck, let them. <laughs> But my question for you is whether or not this has anything to say to the 21st century child. No. In this era of the helicopter parenting, but just like the book itself on its own merits. I, I don't think so. I, little stones are for children to gather up and put in little piles. <laughs> is that like a metaphor for, Still better. for your Still troubles better. and your... Your, your, the stresses of your life, you just put up, you gather up all those problems and you put them in little piles so you can organize your, your issues, you know? It's deep, man. It's like... Yeah. And then, ooh, a rock is when you trip on it. You should have watched where you were going. <laughs> Still better. I, I, I'm waiting for the moment when this becomes annoying and I'm, I'm just enjoying it too much. Uh, well, let's talk about one other thing that makes it so 1952, too. Uh, not diverse, exactly, in that really? it's... I would disagree. Really? Aren't yeah. they just a load of little white kids? No, I'm pretty sure I saw... Did you? Okay, well, first of all, I can't tell if... Right, if, I'm, I'm pretty that's sure. that's the mud or... No, that's mud. That's mud. I did think I saw, like, some 
well, judging by the the drawings on some of the eyes, I don't know if that's stereotypical Asian or not. No, I would think that that'd be interesting. I don't think so though. When he did books like We Are All in the Dumps with Jack and Guy, that's the first time I remember him doing anyone of color in a in a picture book. Usually he was just all about the white kids. Hmm. Um, I mean, this but, is there is no color in this entire book. It's all black and white. Right, it's right. Just so it, it, that, that naturally makes it difficult to tell. Right, that, that is absolutely true. Um, you know, as I mentioned, she has a new book out this year, <laughs> being dead and all, but somehow, and it, they didn't say, like, they found it, they just said it had never been published before. Wait, is this new book gonna be like this, like, just... It is like this, but it's so much weirder. Oh, it's great. so much weirder, but in a, I would say in a good way. Um, it's an alphabet book of pretty much commands, that, and the commands are, like, roar like a dandelion, uh... Eat the locks off of all the doors. <laughs> and it's and so things like that. And so the poor illustrator had to come up with art that could match these. And I think he did a stand-up and cheer job. I think it is better than this one. And I have to wonder if that book sells well, if they are going to try to possibly re-illustrate this one and re-release it. Yeah. With maybe the same guy. I don't know. We will see. Hmm. Uh, but I don't know. I, I don't know how well it is actually aged because... Are we getting to ratings time now? Well, let me read you someone who might agree with you. Uh, Kirkus was not a fan. The uh, Kirkus reviews. This is, this is what they said, and I quote, When a book of imaginative nature such as this comes along, we all get excited, expected to be top flight. Though the definitions in this first book of definitions may bring a few squeals of delight from the young mind, making its first associations between the things he knows and what they make him think about, they are not up to the level of warmth and humor of Ruth Krauss's other work. They are cute, and they are thought-provoking. What they should be is more thought-provoking. <laughs> what they should be is good. Yeah, I mean, well, that's basically what they're saying in their you know, overwrought way. Yeah. But yeah. Ratings time. Okay. Okay. So I don't get this book. It's not an early reader book. It doesn't tell a story. The drawings aren't impressive. I don't I, think it's popular. I, yeah. I gave it a three because I don't hate it, but I'm like not impressed at I all. I have to agree with you because I don't think it's aged well. I think this is a kids say the darndest things yeah. book. Yeah. Um, she definitely went up to kids and said, hey, what are, you know, castles yeah. for? And then wrote down whatever they said. I think it was novel when it came out. I think it's not, that does, being novel at the time doesn't make you great. And I don't think And she this... didn't ask very, like, cre creative or imaginative kids their thoughts. Like, no, yeah. Like, if you were to ask a kid now, hey, what's a castle for? They could come up with something crazy, I bet. Like, oh, it's for a dragon to come and, like, eat the princess. And, like, well, you know. That, you know, that might actually be a better use of this book is to take this book, show it to kids, and then be like, okay, now let's improve upon it. Here, what's this for? What's yeah. this for? And then what you, do you can get think good answers. What do you think the sun is for? Right, and then you, you can get a good assignment. Like, you get kids coming up. What do you think a hole is for? What do you think a hole is for? And they'll be like, what's a hole? And it Bury like, my dead pet in. Exactly. Know, something, something creative. Something creative. So I'm actually going to match your three. Nice. We're both a three, so my friend. Definitely not a classic. Definitely not a classic. Good. Yeah. I just didn't get this. It, it it's fine. 
And I bet it's there's not people great. out there who are like, oh my gosh, I love this. I, I loved it when I was a kid. I wonder, though. Be- I, I mean, maybe it. there are. I mean, I think there are. I think there definitely are people like that. But I think it's falling out of favor. And if they liked it as a kid, maybe it's because they had their own imagination as to right. what they thought. And not, not everything Sendek touched was gold, people. He didn't always knock it out of the park. Some people do not believe that, but there are several books. I would love to make a top ten list of worst to send act books just to see what people would do. <laughs> hmm. All right, so letters time. Uh-huh. I actually siphoned them down to just one uh, because it was from Claire, and she had an interesting comment. Um, this was regarding when we were talking about the tiger who came to tea. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. So she directed me to a website called... Mumsnet. 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 It's a it's M-U-M-S-N-E-T. A, that's correct. It's a net for mums. It's a it's a location for mums to talk to one another about things. Okay. All sorts of things. So things it's like a like, Reddit for British moms. Yeah, basically it was British mom Reddit. Okay. And uh, they decided to talk about the tiger who came to tea. Uh-huh. So you know what that means. What? Reader's Theater Time! Okay. Alright. I'm going to do a British accent, and you're going to do a British accent, and they're going to be horrible. <laughs> so mine's going to be more like the char women from Monty Python. You know, whenever they would be like women, they would do uh-huh. this. Oh God, avoid! So that's going to be more me. Okay. And you can do whatever you want. Uh, I think I'm going to have you start. I'm including their names, but we don't have to read them. However, I will say that the initial discussion here is between Codswallop and Tamum which I guess translates to thanks, Mom. Uh, then we have Mrs. Flowerpot and Katie Rocket, who also come in once in a while. But generally, this is mostly between Codswallop and uh, Tamum. So you can, you can start with the top one there. So every time I read I, that, I, I wonder, number one, has the mother tipped out and gone mad? Number two, is she too idle to cook? Number three, is she an old alky who drank all the beer herself? Number four, is it a total fabrication to justify going out for tea? And she takes her daughter out to a cafe wearing a nightie. She can't have drunk the beer. It was daddy's, you silly. Ladies don't drink beer. Also, orange juice then? What a novu lot they were. You say that word again? <laughs> what a what lot they were? Uh, nouveau. Nouveau. All right, all right. Yes. I just wanted to be clear. No, nouveau. Ahem. Even in my childhood, pre T T W C T T. What? No idea. <laughs> we had orange juice. I'll thank you not to be so cheeky, young Coddy. <laughs> oh, this is Mrs. Flowerpot. She comes in at this point. <clears throat> Daughter has no concept for, uh, no, daughter has no concept who the boy from the grocers is or could be. They should update that to be the man from Tesco's online. <laughs> okay. Well, then Katie Rocket comes in if you're going to do a different one. Yeah. Wish we had a cafe like that near us. It's all lattes and sunblush tomatoes these days. <laughs> now back to Codswallop. Or I have got it. The Tiger is actually her paramour, and she blames the tiger for the fact that they have gorged themselves on food. 
And I remember when yogurt was a very posh thing to get. My mum was obviously way ahead of her time. <laughs> what? But there was only one kind. Ski-yog. Wait, where did yogurt come from? <laughs> Shut up, we're talking about yogurt now. No, we were talking about orange juice. I didn't tell you what kind. It's ski-yog and strawberry flavour. Okay. Oh yes, we got we only got ski yogurts when we visited my granny. They were too much avant-garde from my mom. What? We're talking about yogurt now. What? Excellent. I'm theory. sorry. That that made no. That entire conversation made no we're sense. We're not done yet. Oh. We're at the, there's a capper. There's a capper, young lady. We're finishing this up. Excellent theory about the mom having an affair with the tiger would what? explain a lot. Where did that? <laughs> he is a rather posh tiger. He is posh, isn't he? He's got lovely manners. And scene. That. Um, what just happened? That was brilliant. That made no it sense. It was my favorite. We were talking about orange juice. The ski yawn. Then the nighty, and then yogurt. And I love, and anytime having, you, anytime then, you upset me, I'm gonna call you a cheeky young cotty. And then the, the bestiality, lady. like, I don't understand what they're talking about. I don't know. This was edited to a certain extent by me. <laughs> This is as much sense as I could <laughs> derive from it. I had to actually spell out some things that they had shortened because it didn't... Like, I had to re-spell the word alky because they didn't spell it right. Okay. So, that was, that was a good time. Was okay. Grown-up things we like. <laughs> well, speaking of British things... Mm. Yeah, so I kind of put down the Brits last episode with the Tiger Tea I'm book. sure after that performance we just did <laughs> with those flawless accents, they've forgiven everything. Well, I wanted to make it up with an Amazon Prime show that I just heard about oh. called Fleabag. Oh, it's in its second season. Yeah. I have listened to an entire pop culture happy hour on it. Oh. I'm intrigued. So it's star so it's a British comedy. Mm. It stars uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge and it's about a woman who pretty much breaks all the stereotypes that are about women. Like she is your definition of a flea bag. Yeah. Like she you know, she's not very nice, she's not proper, she steals, she swears, she sleeps with whoever. It's a very, let's say, mature show. Sure. But the way I found about it was because the guy who played Moriarty on Sherlock is in season two. He's a priest, right? Yeah. Hot priest, yeah. as they call him. Yeah. 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 So when I heard that, I was like, what da 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 I know some people were getting very mad because people were like, hey, hot priest this, and that other people were like, he's done a lot of work. Oh, he's amazing. He's been around. Yeah, he's, he's not just hot priest. He's, yeah. a, he's an amazing Irish actor that mm. I'm a huge fan of because of Sherlock, but I found out that season two is our last season. So it's well, only... Yeah, but hope, they say hopefully. I mean, they thought for season one was its own season, and then they came out with another two, but or the second one, but yeah. Well, yeah. So, I mean, if you want to watch it, it, it took me a couple episodes to kind of pick up on it because the main character always talks to the camera, mm -hmm. breaking the fourth wall. Right. Um, but it takes a few episodes, but I think it's funny. She definitely is not a good role model. Uh, it's very cheeky. Uh, see, like, they never of, name her either. She's just... Her, her name is Fleabag. Her name is... She, she's called a Fleabag, but she yeah. they, they never... No one ever directly well, addresses her by name. Like, I have to sometimes have the closed caption 
Uh, uh-huh. Because I can't understand. And they what just say Fleabag? And they call her Fleabag. That's very good. Yeah. That's very good, yeah. So, anyway, if you want to, it's on Amazon Prime and it's called Fleabag. I would love to see that. There you I'm, go. I am very intrigued by this show. Uh, so, I recently went to New Orleans. Uh, so it's my third. I've been to once with you. Uh-huh. And then before that also was an ALA conference. So usually library conferences are the only time that I go. This is the first time I've been there with no library related anything. So I got to see, so I got to ride that streetcar that you got to ride. Uh-huh. And I enjoyed it very much. I rode it many, many times. Mm-hmm. And I got to go to Mardi Gras World. Oh. Mardi Gras World, where yeah. they make the actual floats and stuff for cool. Mardi Gras. They feed you cake. Yes. They take you on a tour. Did you have a beignet? Uh, I did. I went to Cafe <sighs> Dumont. I had so two beignets. Good. They were delicious. Uh, yes, I ate lots of fried oysters somehow. I didn't mean to. They just kept getting into my food. So I would eat <laughs> like them. Like you do. Like you do. And, uh, yep, did all the touristy things and enjoyed myself very much. So if you go to New Orleans, uh, I will tell you Mardi Gras World is probably more interesting to adults than kids but the kids had a good time they liked the crazy huge floats um they probably liked the gift shop more than anything else but that's just because they're kids and i liked uh doing the swamp tour and the ghost tour that's right that's right with neither of which we did this time but or the cemetery cemetery tour yeah that would have been nice to do a cemetery tour but hey next time all right that's all right cool cool so yeah, so next time you have to bring a book that is either going to be a 10 or a 0. I have the perfect book in mind. Oh. I have the perfect book. Oh. I know exactly what I'm going to do. Oh. So let's see, my friend. Right then. Let, right then. <laughs> Cheerio. That tiger. You cheeky... What was that? You cheeky young coddy. <laughs> you alky. You man from Tesco. What? I don't know. <laughs> All right. I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number 8 Kate. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime and our lily of the valley is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird.